Sagt der Mischner, Neisnin, sagt der Mischner, Kuran Kofmen Vava mit Beis, mit der Baram und der Ahmed und der Mischner. Neisnin Tafshel Lutechabur. You're allowed to take a pot of food and you want to preserve it. So, Malagatitan, of course, there's no refrigerator, so you put it inside a pit. And it's a little bit colder there to preserve it. To preserve it. <laughs> you're allowed to take uh, good waters that's uh, <coughs> in a bottle and you put it and you put it inside uh, not good water, but you put you're putting it inside cold water in order to cool it off. So this these both of these things are allowed to be done in Shabbos. And Gemara will explain what's the chiddush here, what's the pshat in this. You're allowed to take cold water and put it out in the uh, light of the sun in order to warm it up. To warm it up. A person is walking on his way and his garments became soaked in water for whatever reason, fell into water. So what does he have to do now? Is he allowed to continue walking with them? It, it's, it looks like he's walking with kalim that with the garments that he washed. Mahalach ben, he can walk with them, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Even though it looks like he washed them, but he can continue walking with them. So then when he arrives into the city, or he arrives to a courtyard, so over there, he could spread out the garments in the sun to dry it up. He shouldn't spread it out in a place that's exposed for everybody to see that he's spreading it out because it looks like he washed his clothing on Shabbos and he's, he's drying it in the sun. The first case of the Mishnah, it says you can put food into a pit to preserve it. Why not? What's, what's the issue? Posh it. And for the Gemara, I would think that when he lowers down a pot into a guma, and over there it's not a flat place and the pot won't be able to balance properly, he may come to flatten it out. So the Mishnah says, we're not concerned for that. He's allowed to place it into the guma. The next case was to take a bottle of water and put it, or whatever is water you have, and put it into cold water to be able to cool it off. This is also obvious. What would be the issue here? And for the Gemara, you're right, this case, Taka, there's no Chiddush. It's the next case that follows this, that's the Chiddush. We have the case before, but really, it's only bringing this case because of the next case. What's the next case? That you're allowed to take cold water and put it out to heat up in the sun. This case is also Poshet. Why wouldn't you be allowed to put out cold water to get heated up in the sun? I would think they should make the gzayde. If I allow a person to put out the cold water to heat up in the sun, he might come to put the cold water in, in ashes that uh, comes from fire. And that's for sure not allowed. You're not allowed to cook in Shabbos. It's something that got heated up from fire. So, Kamash Mulan, the Chiddush over here is that when you heat up something directly from the heat of the sun, it's allowed. This is a sugya we learned by Ariches Gedayla earlier, where, it, uh, where there the Gemara says that when you heat something up in the Telda Sachama, that's not allowed. If you have a material that got heated up from the sun, that's not allowed, because it's exaited that you might come to heat up from something that got heated up from fire. But if you're heating it up directly from the sun itself, like taking a cup of water and placing it in the heat of the sun, that Chachamim didn't make any exaited for, and that's allowed. The next thing... Not actual cooking, actual cooking yeah? 
You're allowed to heat up, cook, whatever you want, and directly from the sun itself. If you have a person that his clothing got wet, so what did it say in the Mishnah? You shouldn't, um, you could continue walking with it, but then when you want to spread it out, what do you do? You spread it out in a courtyard away from the eyes of people. Anytime Chachamim say that it's not, you're not allowed to do something because of Marasayin, because of what people see, that it seems like you did a Malacha, I feel even a chamber within a chamber, completely removed of anybody, would also be forbidden. So it's always Marasayin, although the reason for the Isser is because others are seeing it, nevertheless, once they made this Gzaira, they implemented this Gzaira, it applies to all cases, even away from anybody's eyes. So the Gemara brings immediately our Mishnah, Tanan, in our Mishnah it says, that you're allowed to spread out your garment which is wet, but not in front of people. Spread it in your courtyard away from people. So we clearly see here that there's an issue of Marasayin, but then it's, it's, it is allowed if it's done in a courtyard where people can't see. And for the Gemara, Tanoihi. What it says in our Mishnah is a machlaikis Tanoi. We basically, we don't paskin like our Mishnah. The Tanya, because in Abraisa we learned, The first opinion is you can spread it out in the sun as long as it's not in a place where people will see. But Rabbi Yezav, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yezav, Rabbi Shimon says it's not allowed. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to hang or spread out clothing to dry, regardless if people see, if people don't see, if it's in a private place, it makes no difference. That's how we paskin. No, he's allowed to walk with it in the street, but uh, when he gets home, he wants to take it off, you're not allowed to hang it up to dry. A person that shakes off the dust from his garment on Shabbos. That's the way Rashi learns the Pshad over here, that you have a, a, a garment that became very dusty and it's, it's sort of, it's, it's not clean. So you shake it off in order to be able to wear it on the top of Kufmim Zayin. So Chayiv Chatos. You Chayiv Chatos for this because Rashi here says, Zeu Libuna. This is Libun, this is washing it off on Shabbos. Although he's not washing it, usually washing it off is with water. But over here, shaking off the dust, this makes it fit for wearing. So therefore it's a told of the Mloch of Libun. However, this was only said, if it's a new garment. So over there, the um, person is makbid of this, uh, for, because of this dust, and therefore he's shaking it off. He's making it fit for wearing. An older garment, which already has a lot of dust in it, and a person doesn't shake it off, uh, he doesn't need to shake it off. So if he does shake it off, it doesn't matter. We're only talking about a black garment. So if the dust is, affects the appearance of it, so over here, this cleans it off. If it's a white or red garment, and the dust doesn't change its appearance, less lumbar. It doesn't matter if you shake it off on Shabbos. And another, the last point here is another thing, this is only if it's a garment that he'll ne he won't wear this garment if he doesn't shake it off. During the week, he, if this is something that he would not wear if he doesn't shake off the dust. So if he shakes it off on Shabbos, he's mamish making it fit for wearing. He's cleaning it off to make it fit for wearing, so it's not allowed. Ula ikla la Pumpadisa. Ula came to Pumpadisa. So Chaza, he saw on Shabbos, Rabbanon, the Menapti, Glimayu. He saw them shaking off their coats from the dust that was on it. So Ula said, Kamachal and Rabbanon Shabbatta. The Rabbanon are being Machal Shabbos. They're cleaning off their garments. 
Amalu Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said to the Rabbanon, You can shake off your garments even in front of Ula, don't be concerned about what he said. During the week, we will wear it even if it has the dust on it, so therefore we're not particular about this. So even if we're shaking it off on Shabbos to make it extra nice, Lekovet Shabbos, it's not considered that you're taking a garment and making it fit for wearing. During the week we're not makhbut for this and we wear it anyways, and therefore this is not considered to be libun. He's making, they're making it special for Shabbos, but, but, but they're not makhbut that we would wear it either way. You see during the week they wear it either way, so therefore it's not libun. Abaye avakoy kameder av Yosef. Abaya was standing in front of Rav Yosef. Amalei, Rav Yosef said to him, Havli kumsoi, give me my cap. Chaza, Abaya saw the iketalale, that there's dew that's on the cap, and uh, it's, not, uh, it's not fit for wearing maybe, because it has this tal, this dew on it. So now, Havakamech sam lemeisfile, he was not, he was reluctant to give it to him. Why? He didn't want to give him something that's not clean. But at the same time, he didn't want to shake it off because that makes it fit for wearing on Shabbos. So he wasn't sure what to do. Amalei, so Rav Yosef says to him, the fights, you can shake it off. Shadi, you could throw off the, the, the dew from it. Anan le kabdinon midi. On a regular day, I'm not makbid if it has to do, if it doesn't. So if you want to shake it off to give me a cap, it should be clean and nice. You can shake it off for me even on Shabbos. A person that walks out with a talis, with a garment, which is like a big, basically the way our talisim actually are. A big garment that a person wears on his head, his shoulders, and it, 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 it drapes behind him like a big talis. But he folds it up. Instead of it draping behind him, he, he folds it up. So when the Gemara here says talis mukopeles, as you see from the Hemshech of the Gemara, we're not really talking about a person just has a talis completely folded up on his shoulders. He's not allowing it to drape completely behind him. It's, it's, it's folded up on his shoulders. Chayavim, uh, one second, sorry. B'Shabbos, um, so he holds it mukopeles on his shoulders on Shabbos. Chayav chatos. He's chayav chatos. So this is an important halacha which applies to many different things. When you have a garment and part of the garment is not being worn properly, part of the garment is folded up on your shoulders and not draping behind you the way the garment is designed to be worn, Yechayev Chattas. Second, let's first see the Gemara Vaiter. Tanya Nami Hochi. We learned the same thing also in Abraise. Soicharei Ksus, people that are selling clothing. They walk out with garments folded on their shoulders, and it's lying on their shoulders, for wearing it this way. They're not wearing the garment in the normal way. This wasn't said only to people that are selling clothing. This is true about anybody. Anybody as well. It's the derech of people that sell garments to walk out this way, and therefore it's being said in this b'raisa regarding them. Storekeeper that walks out with money that he's um, putting in his uh, gartel or whatever, he's, he's walking out with money on Shabbos, also chayv chattas. He's carrying something that's not a garment on Shabbos. This is not only about a storekeeper. It's true about anybody. It's the derech of a chenveni to walk out this way, so it was said about the chenveni. A third thing, a similar thing, people that come from a certain place. They can go out with a scarf 
on their shoulders. They're allowed to go out this way because this is the way they wear this scarf and this is the normal way to wear this garment. This is not only true about these people, this Ratonin. Anybody that wears the scarf this way on their shoulders is allowed. It's the derech of the Ratonin to walk out this way. The Gemara is going to bring another few things about this, then we'll talk about contemporarily today how it is. Let's see. There was an incident with Horkenes, the son of Rabbi Yezab ben Horkenes. He walked out with this uh, scarf that was on his shoulders on Shabbos. He, he tied a thread from this um, scarf to his finger on Shabbos. Why did he do this? Because so in case it falls off, He'll realize, I mean, it's, if it's not positioned on him properly and it slips off, he'll remember, he'll realize it, it'll, it'll pull from his finger and he'll realize that he has to fix it. When Chachamim heard about what he did, this incident, that he made this precaution, they said, You're allowed to walk out with a scarf that's made to be worn this way, even if you don't have it tied to your finger to remind you, it's okay, you're allowed to. And this is how we paskin. If you're wearing a garment, the way it's designed to be worn, even if you don't have it tied to your finger to remind you in case it's falling off, you're allowed to walk out with this on Shabbos. Ula came to Asi Barhini, boy Minei, and he asked him the question, Mahu Are you allowed to make a gutter? in your clothing on Shabbos. It's the way they folded up the clothing with like in a certain way of ruffles on Shabbos. We'll see the Gemara is going to explain her. Amar lahu, so he answered, Hachi Amar Rabbi said, Asr lasis marzav b'Shabbos. You're not allowed to fold up your garment in this way on Shabbos. My marzav, so what is this gutter? This, uh, you, you form your clothing like a gutter on Shabbos. Amar Abzeire, kisi bavlaisa. It's the packets of the people in Bavl, the way they made their clothing. So as Rashi explains this over here is, they had their clothing that were very long and they were dragging on the ground. So they folded it up and they, they sewed it up in such a way that it was to ruffle it. It shouldn't drag on the floor so much. So when you fold it up and you, and you uh, sew it actually, that it should become ruffled and not dragged on the floor. So the, the issue over here is not about extra carrying extra clothing in Shabbos that you're not wearing as a garment. The issue over here is, as Rashi says, is Mesak and Mona. You're, you're fixing it, you're making it prepared to be able to wear that it shouldn't drag on the floor and that's not allowed in Shabbos. Rabbi Yirmi Yav Yosef Kameide Rabzeide, Rabbi Yirmi was sitting in front of Rabzeide, Omalei, Hochimai, he was showing him different ways of folding up the garment in this way, that you make this, this ruffles, and he was asking him, if you do it like this, is it allowed? Omalei Yosef, he said, no, it's not allowed. Hochimai, he was showing him a different way how you make these ruffles. And uh, is that allowed? Amalei Aser, no, it's also not allowed. So anytime you basically have a garment that's too long, and you can't, wear, it's not, you can't really wear it, it's not comfortable to wear, and you fold it up and you sew it in a way that it should be able to be worn, you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. Amrav Pape, so Narav Pape explained regarding this, You should have this rule. Kol if the person is doing this because he wants to be misakin it, he wants to fold it in a way that he's going to sew it and leave it that way forever. 
That's the way he's going to be able to wear his garment. So that's not allowed. He's being misak in the garment. Call this this noise shoddy. If a person just ruffles it because he wants to have a, the garment should be looking a nice appearance, so then he's not going to keep it that way permanently, and then shoddy it's allowed. So he would do this, he would make his satin, this uh, the garment that he would wear, he would make, design it in a way of ruffles just for beauty's sake. Not because he was preparing it to keep it that way permanently to be able to walk with it. So if it's just being done temporarily to have a nice appearance, so that's not a problem. When Avdimi came, Avdimi reported the following thing. Once a Rebbe went out into the field on Shabbos. And he had a talus, a big cloak that he was wearing. And usually the cloak hangs down on his hands. But here, Rebbe had it folded up on his shoulders. Yeshua ben Ziruz. Yeshua ben Ziruz. Who was this Yeshua ben Ziruz? Ben Chomov Shorab Meir. The son of the father-in-law of Rav Meir. Basically, the, the brother-in-law of Rav Meir. So he said to Rebbe, Sorry, again. A person that walks out in this way, that the garment that's usually hung down to the hands and you fold it up to your shoulders, wasn't a mayor in such a way because you're not using the garment fully. Part of it is folded up. So Rabbi responded, Rabmeir was so precise to such an extent that even if part of the garment that's on the side is folded up to your shoulders is also an issue. So Rashi explains, before in the Gemara we had a person that folded up the back of the garment that usually drapes behind the person, folds it up on his shoulders. That Rabbi knew that's for sure Asr. But if you hear that little chalik that drapes down to the hands, he folds up on his shoulders, even that is a problem. So, and Rabbi heard this, Shulsho Rabbi Talisa. Even though, you know, not necessarily he agreed, but he heard this in the name of Rabbi Meir, so he, he, he rolled it back down the way it's usually worn, the sleeves or the whatever, the chalik of the garment, down on his hands. Kiyosa Ravin, when Ravin came, he reported the same story with a different person. Omar, he said, Lo Yeshua ben Ziruz have it, wasn't Yeshua ben Ziruz, Eli Yeshua ben Kfusoi. It was a different individual. Yeshua ben Kfusai, who is he? Chasan Yishal Rabakiva. He's the son-in-law of Rabakiva. Omar, he said to Rabbi, "Bezul echiyev Rabakiva chatos." The way you're wearing it, folded up on your shoulders, wasn't Rabakiva mechayev chatos for this? Amaloi diktik Rabakiva atkan. So Rabbi said, "Really, Rabakiva was so medactic to such an extent." Shul shul Rabbi talisa. So Rabbi folded down. He rolled down the talis back to its position the way it usually is. Kiyosa Rav Shmuel, but Rav Yehuda Omar, Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel said, and that's not, this, this incident never happened. Nishal Itmar. That what really happened over here is, before they were going out, this question was asked to Rebbe, are you allowed to walk out with the sleeves folded up on your shoulders? And Rebbe responded, yes, it's allowed. And someone else said to Rebbe, is it allowed? Didn't Rebbe May or didn't Rebbe Kiva say that it's not allowed? There was all a discussion they had, but it wasn't something that actually happened with Rebbe that walked out this way. So this Gemara is very relevant today when you get to wearing, I mean, the, the, the last example we just had over here, when you wear a jacket on Shabbos, and many times people wear a jacket with your hands not on the sleeve, you can't walk out like that on Shabbos with your hands not on the sleeve. Your sleeve is not being used, Bechlal. Because you, the sleeve you're carrying. This, carrying. The sleeve, yeah, oil. yeah, correct. No, 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 this is an issue of carrying. You're carrying the sleeve, and it's not being used as a garment. So even when you are wearing a garment, the Derech Levush, 
If there's a chalik of the garment that's not being worn by derech lavush, it's a problem. Uh, a hem is okay. A what? A what? A hem. A hem. Yeah, no, the hem is part of the garment. It's not a problem. But if you have, for example, a hood, and you're not wearing the hood, that could also be a problem. So it depends if the hood, um, so usually the halach is, if the hood is uh, connected with a zipper, so I believe it's, it's one mitzis with the garment itself. Over there, the paiskama the, the, I'm not exactly sure what's the basis of the heter. Even though the chayr, it's a chalik of the garment that's designed to, be, to cover the head. And you're not using, it, you're not using that chalik of the garment. It's just hanging there. It's but uh, ah, it's bottled to the rest of the garment. But ah, gloves. If it's connected to the sleeves, it becomes bottle. But some cases you say it is bottle, some cases you say it's not bottle. So I'm not sure exactly what to, where you put the line. But to walk out, this case that we had over here, to wear your jacket in the street just with the sleeves and not with the... Uh, not, the not to wear... Huh? Without, the without, without having your sleeves inside, your hands inside the sleeves is an issue. And the same thing when you get to a belt. There's the style of the belt and a coat on Shabbos. If you just have a belt that's open and you're not using the belt from your coat on Shabbos, so you're not using the belt. So over there again, if it's tied, if it's connected to the coat, it becomes bottled to the coat. But if you have a belt that's in loops in a coat and it's not connected to the coat, you can just easily take it out and it's there in the coat and it's not tied, it doesn't become bottled to the coat and it's a problem if it's not tied. Remember, huh? remember that it is bottled. It's always bottled, if it's not, even if it's if not you tied. Okay. The it's uh, it's was? Yeah, but if you fold up the talus, you know, if you if you walk out in Shabbos with your talus, and instead of wearing it the way it's usually worn, down in the back, and you, you fold it totally up on your shoulders, and that's the way you're wearing it, then it's a problem, because it's, it's made to have it folded down all the way to, to drape in the behind you. So you have to wear it the way the garment is worn. Is this the reason the person should wear the talus? All the way down. Yeah, no, they, don't, <laughs> they don't wear it on the shoulders, even on the sides of here, like the story of Rebbe. Mm -hmm. Could be. Yeah. If your pants are too long, it's Maybe. There's more details coming in the next uh, Gemara about this, and you will see. Okay. Someone that bathed himself on Shabbos in waters inside a cave. Will be made Tveria on the or in the waters of Tveria. Ben Estapik and he then he uh, wipes himself. Uh, he uh, wipes himself off. A filibe esa luntius, even if he has ten towels. So now, if you use ten towels, so they're not so wet because he used ten towels. Nevertheless, lo yivim biyoda, he shouldn't carry it home in his hands. Obviously, we're talking about a case where there's no issue of carrying it. There's an aid of here. But he shouldn't carry it on with his hands. Why not? Because there's water, it's, it's wet, and he might come to squeeze it. As we'll see in the Gemara, we don't pass him like this Mishnah. But this is the opinion of the town of the Mishnah. But if you have 10 people that are going and are bathing together, they could wipe themselves off even with one uh, towel. <laughs> if they wash themselves with their uh, face, their hands, or their feet, that's really what you're only, uh, you're not allowed to fully bathe yourself on Shabbos. The mission here is saying, because this is really what you're allowed to do on Shabbos. And they can carry this towel with their hands, and there's no concern that you have a very wet towel. There's no concern that they might wring it out. Why not? Because they're people together. As the Gemara will explain, they'll remind each other that this is not allowed to be done on Shabbos. Nine or eight. Also, the Mishnah that says ten is lavdafka. Zok the Mishnah vaita, not alocha, sochin, you're allowed to apply oil to your body on Shabbos. 
you're allowed to massage yourself in Shabbos. You're not allowed to misamlin. Misamlin, Rashi's pshat of misamlin is when you vigorously apply a massage, and that, that's something which is already uvden the chayl, it's not allowed. That's Rashi's pshat. The Rambam's pshat is misamlin refers to exercise. You're not allowed to do exercise in Shabbos. You're not allowed to use a certain um, instrument to scratch yourself on Shabbos, to, uh, also because of uvden the chayl. And Yerdin le Kurdima. You're not allowed to go down on Shabbos to a Kurdima, which is a certain river. As the Gemara will explain what the issue with that river is. You're not allowed to do Apiktivzin. We had this before when a person induces vomiting. Not allowed to be done on Shabbos. You're not allowed to straighten out the bones of a baby that have to be put into place. You're not allowed to return a bone that broke to its place. Obviously, this is all in cases where there's no harm that will happen to the person if you're not going to do it on time. Gemara will discuss this, we'll see. A person that his hands or foot, whatever it is, is out of place. The bone is out of place, dislocated. You shouldn't massage it in cold water to get it back in place. Aval he could wash himself in the normal way. And if it if it got healed and it went back to place, so then it happens. But you're not allowed to do it directly. This is again one of the xaitas that's included in the xaita of Rafua, not to do a Rafua on Shabbos. So the Gemara starts with the first case of the Mishnah. So what did it say? That a person here went to bathe himself in the waters in a cave. It says here in the Mishnah, the water in a cave. This is similar to the waters of Tveria. What's the waters of Tveria? Just like in the case of the water of Tveria, these are the Chame Tveria. These are hot springs in Tveria. They're hot waters. What kind of waters are we talking about in a cave? We're talking about water that a person heated up before Shabbos and then he places it in a cave. Why in a cave? Because a cave is an insulated place and the water will remain warm over there even over Shabbos. So he placed that water inside the cave. So are you allowed to go and uh, bathe yourself in warm water on Shabbos? So what does it say in the Mishnah? One that went and bathed himself. The Yevedin, we're talking about after the fact that it happened, but L'chadchil you're not allowed to bathe yourself in Shabbos in warm water, even in water that was heated up before Shabbos. We, we learned about this by Arich's Gedele and the Gemara before, about the whole Gzeira of Merchatz. Chacham made a Gzeira, even if it was heated up before Shabbos, you're not allowed to do it because the, the, the balon and the bathhouse attendants will, will come to say that they uh, prepared it before and then were afraid they might come to do it on Shabbos itself. So Chacham made a there's no bathing in water on Shabbos and in warm water for sure not. So, Dr. Gemara, but Miklal, but what, what could we deduce from the Lashon of this Mishnah? The only issue is because he's Reichitz, he's actually bathing in this water. But if he's going to shower, even shower his entire body, that would have been allowed even that's okay. The only reason it's bidiyeved is because it's reichetz, because he's bathing. But if you're rinsing, if you're showering yourself, even your entire body would be allowed, even with warm water. Mani, who's our Mishnah, this follows the opinion of Rabshimin. The Tanya we learned in Abraise, and we also had this before, discussed by Riches, a person should not shower, whether with cold water or with hot water. 
Rab Shimon Mater. Rab Shimon says, if you're not bathing, if you're just showering in the water, you're allowed to shower whether with hot water or cold water. Rab Yudoim, Rab Yudah says, Becham with hot water you're not allowed to shower on Shabbos, but if it's cold water, it's allowed. So the Tana of our Mishnah holds not like Rab Shimon. The Tan of our Mishnah holds that lehishtatif kol gufoi, you're allowed the chachila even with hot water, like the opinion of Rab Meir. We don't paskin that way though. We paskin like Rab Yehuda. That huh? Again, what did I say? I said Rab Meir. I meant so again. It is like Rab Shimon. Yeah. So it is like Rab Shimon, not like Rab Meir. Rab Shimon says that it's allowed, whether it's hot water, whether it's cold water. Rab Shimon says it's allowed. We don't paskin like Rab Shimon. We paskin like Rab Yehuda that bechamen aser and betzayin is muter. So the next thing it said in the Mishnah is about using towels on Shabbos. You can wipe yourself off with ten towels. And then it says, but you shouldn't carry it home because you might come to squeeze out the water. And then the next case was that, but if there's other people there, you're allowed to carry it home because they're going to remind you. In the Reisha there's a special Chiddush and the Sefer Abusa Kamashmalan. And the Sefer there's a Chiddush. Reisha Abusa Kamashmalan. In the first case where there's one person wiping himself off with ten towels, what's the Chiddush? Even if you have ten towels and there's very little moisture in each one of the towels, but since he's alone, we're afraid that if he carries it home, he might wring it out, so it's not allowed. Sefer Abusa Kamashmalan, the Chiddush of the Sefer is a filahani the Nefishibu Maya. Even if you have one towel that was used by ten people and it's very wet, even the Rabbim Ninu, but because there are many people here, they remind each other and therefore it's allowed. We learned on Abraise, and here the Gemara, as I said, is going to bring that we don't pass on like our Mishnah. So on the Braise it says, A person wipes himself off with a towel on Shabbos. Leave it in a window, leave it in a place there that you can put it away for Shabbos. Don't carry it home. And, but, and also, Don't give it to the bathhouse attendants. They're suspected of this. In other words, they're suspected to take the towels and wring it out to prepare it for other people. Rab Shimon Shimon says, there's no issue at all. You can wipe yourself off with one towel. And you can carry it on on Shabbos. Again, obviously in a place where there's an native, but you're allowed to carry it on. We're not concerned that you're going to wring out this towel. Amalei Abayi Rav Yosef, so now Abayi said according to Rav Yosef, so this opinion of Rav Shimon is arguing with our Mishnah. Hilchas Amai, who do we paskin like? Amalei, Ha Rav Shimon, we have over here Rav Shimon that argues with our Mishnah, Ha Rebbe, and as we'll soon bring, we have Rebbe, Ha Shmuel, Ha Rav Yechenen, they all argue with our Mishnah. Rav Shimon, Ha Damaran, Rav Shimon, this case that we just mentioned, that he says you can walk on with the towel alone on Shabbos. Rebbe, the, the case of Rebbe is the Tanya. Omar Rabbi, Rabbi said, When we went to learn Teireh by Rabbi Shimon, which lived in the city Takua, Hayinu Mailen, Shemen, so we would, we would transport, we would bring oil, Valuntis, and also a towel, Mechatzel from the courtyard to the roof, from from a roof to a karfif, from one area to another. These were all enclosed areas where there was no issue of carrying. But as Rashi here says, this is the opinion of Rab Shimon that says you can carry from one courtyard to another and there's no issue to make an Eruvi Chatseris as long as that towel or that oil was there outside. In Shabbos you're allowed to carry from one place to another. And we came with the oil and with the towels to the, to the river. On the spring, that we would wash over there with the towels. So Rashi explains 
the Gemara is, is assuming here that if they brought the towels to the river, so they obviously brought it back home. And even if they went alone, they brought it back home. So we see that Rebbe held that they're able to go with the towel to the river and then bring the towel back home. Shmuel, we see Shmuel holds this way as well. Shmuel, a person can dry himself with a towel, and it can bring the towel back home. Rabbi Yechenen also clearly said, You can dry yourself in Shabbos with a towel, and you're allowed to carry it back home. Regarding Rabbi Yechenen, did Rabbi Yechenen say that it's allowed? But we had already a few times, Rabbi Yechenen says, We always pass like a Stam Mishnah. Utnan, and we had our Mishnah here, the Stam Mishnah that says, and Stapig, I fill even if you dry yourself with ten towels and it's not that wet, you're not allowed to bring it home. And for the Gemara, no, Rabbi Yechenen had a different Gersa in our Mishnah. Hahu kiben chachinoi masnilo. Rabbi Yechenen had an our Mishnah that it said, divrei ben chachinoi, that it's only ben chachinoi. So therefore, we don't pass them like our Mishnah. The bathhouse attendants, they bring these towels that were used by the women in the bathhouse, to the bathhouse. But how do they transport it in the Rishus so it shouldn't be carrying? So they would put it on their head and they would put it around their bodies in a way that they're wearing it like a garment. So they could transport the towels for the women. Basically, the way we, people do today, right? You bring a towel to the mikvah on Shabbos, you wear it like a garment around your body or around your neck. You're wearing it as a garment, so you're allowed to transport it on Shabbos. And the Sakina, this is another kind of scarf. It's like if it's a large scarf that they would wear on their heads and around, around their shoulders. Tzarech likshar beiz rosheha lamato. You have to tie both ends at the bottom, below your shoulders, you have to tie both ends together when you wear this on Shabbos, as Rashi says, in order that it shouldn't slip off, it shouldn't fall off. You have to tie it together below your shoulders, it shouldn't slip off. He said to the Bnei Mechuzah, When you have to bring the garments for the people, the soldiers, so they had an obligation to bring garments to serve the soldiers, so that even on Shabbos they had to bring them their clothing, So you could wrap yourself in it, and below your shoulder, you have to though, wrap yourself properly on it, that it should go below your shoulders, and then you can, um, it's a garment, and you can bring it to them that way. The next thing it said in the Mishnah was Sachin Mashmishin to apply oil or to massage oil. You're allowed to apply oil or massage yourself on Shabbos, but you're not allowed to do it. Sorry. Wow. That was a fly. It's okay. You shouldn't uh, do it, again, shouldn't be done in the same way that it's done during the week. How is it done in the week? So Rashi says the way they would do it in the week is, first they would massage the body, and then they would apply oil. So what should you do? First you apply the oil, and afterwards you massage. You could apply the oil and massage the body at the same time. As long as you don't do it the way it was done on the weekday, that was done massaging first and then applying the oil. The next thing the Mishnah was, you're not allowed to 
Misamlin, vigorously apply the oil. That's Rashi's prat or exercise. You're not allowed to stand in the Diyumsis River, in the floor of the Diyumsis River on Shabbos. Why not? This is something that it causes the person. Huh? Again? The mud and it's inside over here, there, right? That has salt. It has it's salty and the thick water over there is something that causes a person to be massaged and to heal himself. So this is a of not healing yourself on Shabbos. Omer Rav Yudah Marav. Rav Yudah Marav said about this, this water of the Yumsis. Kol Yomel shal the Yumsis esen ve'echad yayim. The water of the Yumsis, when is it good? When is it good for healing? 21 days. There's a certain period of 21 days when it's hot, when it's good, and it's, it's massaging and heals the person. When is that? 21 days. Vatseres minaminyan. Shvuis is part of that time period of those 21 days. So the question was asked, You said 21 days including Shavuos. Is Shavuos the beginning of the 21 days? Or Shavuos the end of the 21 days? Toshama, so he wanted to prove this. He said, Shmuel, Shmuel said, and we had this once before, all these different potions that people drink to heal themselves, from Pesach, between Pesach and Shavuos, they're good. So we see that Shavuos is the end of this time period when these Rafuas are good. So what the Gemara says, it's not a Raya. Dilme, perhaps, Hasam, over there when you talk about these drinks, the Kama, the Karer, Alma, Maili. As long as it's still springtime and it's cooler, so then they are uh, beneficial. Aval Hacha over here, the water, you go into the mud of this river and it has this salty thing that is good for the person, Mishum Havluhu. Over here, you need the heat. So, Kivin the Chamim Al Maili. When it's hotter, it's better. So, therefore, we would say that Shvus is only the beginning of this time period. It has to be later on when it's hot. said, the wine that came from this place, Pergaisa, was very good wine. Omaya did Yumsis, and this water from this Yumsis river. Kipchu Aseres Ashvatim Yisrael. This was the cause of why ten Shvatim, they were too much immersed and indulged in the Gashmis, the pleasures of the world, and this is what brought, what brought them to end up going into Golis in the times of the first base of Mikdash before the rest of Klal Yisrael. Now the Gemara says a story, a famous story, Rabbi Loza ben Arach, Ikla Lohosam. Rabbi Loza ben Arach ended up in this place where they had these wines and these uh, waters from this river. Imshuk Basrayu, and he came, he got drawn after it. He forgot all of his learning. Kihada also, when he returned and came back, he came, he wanted to read from the Sefer Teireh. Boy, he wanted to read Yadon Ali, and he wanted to read from the Sefer Teireh. So he wanted to read Achaydash Azalechem, and instead he read, Omar HaCheresh Hoya Libam, that their heart became like a Cheresh, like a deaf mute that uh, can't learn Teireh. Boy, Rabban Rachma, the Rabbanan asked, Mercy upon him and the Hadar Talmudei, and the Eved returned his ability to learn Torah. And behind the Tnan, this is what we learned in the Mishnah Pirkei Yavis. Rab Neiroi Yaimer. Rab Neiroi says, "Have a geilah lemak in Torah. You should go into Galus, but only in a place of Torah. You should go to a place where there's Torah." Don't say that the Torah will come after you. And that your friends will be mekayim the Torah in your hands. You're going to rely on the fact that your friends will join you if you go away from Torah. Don't rely on that. Do not rely on your own comprehension of Teira. You have to remain in a place of Teira. Tana, we learned uh, about this uh, Tana that said this, Rabbi Roy. Loi Rabbi Roy Shemoy. This wasn't Rabbi Roy, Al Rabbi Nechemia His real name is Rabbi Nechemia. 
Another opinion, who you know what this is? This is really this Rabbi Laza ben Arach. Why did he have this name, Because he illuminated the eyes of the Chachamim in Allah. So he, the reason why he said it is because of this incident that happened to him. This is a Gemara that the Rebbe spoke about on many, many occasions. And the Rebbe touched over here this Gemara. Obviously, the message here you see that a person goes away from a place of Teira and you indulge in Olam Hazah, so you see what could happen to a person. Even a person like Rabbi Lazar ben Arach, the Mishnah says that he, against all the other Talmud Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakeh, including Rabbi Lazar ben Horkinus, he would outweigh them. And nevertheless, this could happen even to an individual like this. It teaches a person when you get to things that are totally mutter, not to overindulge. It affects your learning of Teira. On one occasion, the Rebbe explained that the Pshat of here is, Achaydash Azelachem represents Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It represents the real revelation of Teira, which is Lamayla Menateva. That's the Emesa connection of Teira that Abelaz ben Arach had. Hacheresh Ayaliba means that he learned Teira. It doesn't mean he completely forgot his Teira, but it means that he learned Teira in such a way that the revelation of Teira was not there anymore. The Achaydash Azelachem wasn't there. Hacheresh Ayaliba, there was a separation. From the head to the heart, there was a separation. He didn't have that same kind of revelation. Right? Now the, the concept of al al-tishoin means that when you learn Teireh, it's not just about the bina of Teireh, the understanding of Teireh, but it's the nohiroi, it's the light of Teireh. That when you indulge in Elam Hazah and try to learn Teireh at the same time, you may have the knowledge of Teireh, you may have the bina of Teireh, but the light of Teireh you won't have. Another thing that ever points out in one sikha, in the conclusion of the story, it never says anywhere that he actually left this place. What it seems like the conclusion of the story is that the Bo Rachme Alei and. Huh? Okay, I'm not sure if that's, that's how the Rebbe touches it. So the Rebbe touches Ki Asa doesn't mean that he permanently left this place. It means that he's, he, the Chamu of Boy and he remained in this place. And, and instead of being drawn after the Maya, the Chamu, the Dumsis, and whatever it was, he changed his ways and he was able to be Mashpi over there in that place that he is. Kanira, the Taich is not that he left the, the, the place, he was able to be Mashpi in that place. Okay.